your Bibles, don't you take them out, please. And let's turn to the book of um, Philippians. And uh, we will be reading from verse uh, chapter 3, Philippians chapter 3. And our verse for today is verse 10. So Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10. Um, but just to put it together, we'll read from verse 7, but the, we'll focus on uh, verse 10 for today. So verse 7 says this, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Verse 9. And be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. Verse 10. That I may know Him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Another translation puts it this way in verse 10. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering becoming like him in his death. So last week, we looked at this, the beginning of this um, verse, and uh, we saw that Paul wanted to serve Christ even more. He had been serving Him for a long time. The commentators say, as I said, um, that he is, it, when he was writing, this was being written, he, it was about a quarter of a century that he has been serving Christ. Yet his heart desire was to know Christ better to know Christ more and um, I asked the question how long have we been serving Christ as believers as his children and do we perhaps have we perhaps lost that vigor that desire that uh, that um, that willingness to know him more we cannot exhaust we cannot overdo it we cannot there's so much more to learn um, from him and it's just, it's never enough. It's never enough. We learned um, that the only way that this can happen, how do we get to know Him better and more, despite the fact that we've been serving Him for a while. Remember when we got saved, it was exciting, it was new. We just wanted more. And as we kind of just carried on, uh, maybe that fire began to kind of dwindle down in some at some stage, perhaps, maybe it continued, but you know, it, it ebbs and flows like that. But how do we get to carry on being like Paul, who's a good example, wanting to know Christ more and better? And I made the, the statement that the only way we get to do that is by spending time with Him. By spending time with Him. And I asked, how do we get to know each other? The only true way we get to know um, each other is by spending time with one another. 
Uh, apart from that, we can't really say we know each other if we don't really spend time with each other. And so, this principle, spending time together, applies also in growing a relationship with Jesus Christ, in growing this, this desire to know Him better. Uh, I'm okay, I don't have to compete with uh, microphones and stuff, eh? I'm okay, thank you, thank you. Um, so, the only way we get to grow and want, we get to get to the place that we want to know Him better, be like Paul, know Him better, desire to know Him better, is by spending time with Him. And so today we'll look at the second and possibly the third reason, um, if time allows, that we saw that this verse became li- uh, Paul's life ambition. Um, I want to know Christ more. I want to know Him better. So the second reason this verse, verse 10, was Paul's life ambition is because he wanted to experience the power of the resurrection. The first reason, which we covered last week, was um, uh, Paul was determined. His purpose was to grow in his knowledge of Jesus Christ. And remember, it wasn't knowledge based on just academia. It wasn't just to know stuff. It was actually based on fellowship with him. Wanting to know him by experience. And so the second reason is that he wanted to experience the power of the resurrection. Now, having stated uh, his life ambition, Paul, to know Christ better, Paul now turned to three specific areas where he wanted to know the Lord better. It's one thing to say, I want to know God better. But how does it look like? How do we, how, what, what does it actually mean? So, there, we see here that there are three parts to his spiritual ambition. And each uh, area is preceded by the pronoun his. The first is the power of his resurrection. This verse 10 starts off by saying that I may know him. This is Paul saying that I may know him more and more better. Then he goes to the second part where he says, and the power of his resurrection. These three items, the commentators say, uh, are not listed in order historically, but they are listed in the order that the believers experience them in our spiritual life. What I mean by that is, um, see, it's, it's difficult for you and I as believers to know something about Christ's suffering if, uh, until we know something about His resurrection. So the suffering that Christ went, uh, underwent until He then uh, died on the cross, uh, it's hard for us to know more about that if He did not rise, if He was not raised from the dead. It would be. It would not. Um, it would not have the spiritual capacity um, to be. We would not have the spiritual capacity to be able to be conformed to Christ's death. You see, 
Paul wanted to know more than just his resurrection. He wanted to know more than just his suffering. And he wanted to know more uh, than just his death. He wanted to know something specific about each category. I'll explain that a little bit better now. See, Paul wanted to know something more than just simply the resurrection of Christ. He wanted to know something about the power of the resurrection. So we, you know, we read the word of God and it says that uh, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. There was power that raised him. It wasn't just some magic. It wasn't just, it was power that raised him from the dead. And see, Paul wanted the power of the resurrection of Christ in his daily life. Remember, as he was writing this, he was sitting in jail. He was going to undergo a trial and he needed this resurrection power to go through this trial. The resurrection power. When I say that, you know, I know what's happening. Possibly in your minds, you might be thinking, okay, well, there's power. God, through His Spirit, raised Christ. And uh, we celebrate that. Uh, Christianity exists because of that. Um, and, uh, but I would imagine Paul probably thought, well, then there has to be more. There has to be more. Why was it necessary for the word to, to make mention of this, that the resurrection power of, of Christ resides in you and I. Before I try and answer that, I need to explain that the word power here means inherent power. It is the word from which we get the English word dynamite. We all know that word, eh? boom, dynamite. Uh, but the idea in the Greek is not dynamite, but dynamo, a power that's always resident. So dynamite is boom, it's done. Kaboom, and it's done. This, the, the idea in the Greek is that it's power, dynamo is power that is always resident. So it's not kaboom, done, it's kaboom, it's kaboom, it's forever. It's kaboom that's happening in our lives daily. The power that brought Jesus up from the grave is the power that is residing in you and I today, in every believer in the universe. The power that raised Christ from the dead now operates in you. It also operates in me. This power is what Paul wanted to know about in his Christian life. As I said, I would imagine Paul writing, he's thinking, okay, uh, uh, power, power raised Christ, Christ died, power raised him, uh, but we here, I'm here in prison, uh, Paul writing to encourage the Philippians and the churches uh, um, at large. Um, why was it important? Why was it important for him to think, well, why did, why did God, why the power Raise Christ. Surely that's not the end. The power wasn't just contained to that. Raising Christ from uh, uh, the dead. And that's it. 
Surely not. And I, I ask us for uh, this morning, why do we think it's important that we are aware that, that the power that raised Christ <laughs> from the dead resides in you and I today? Why? Excuse me? Why are you going ahead of my, 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 my <laughs> stuff? <laughs> Sean says so we can live through suffering. That's one of them. Thank you. That's, that's very, very, very good. Because I've often said, uh, life, without, life with Christ, but by ourselves, when we're trying to do things by ourselves, it is exceptionally difficult to go through the suffering when you don't understand that actually, it's not actually us, it's Jesus Christ. It's the power of the resurrection in us that helps us go through the sufferings that we go through. Sean, I'm going to hire you, man. <laughs> I'm very expensive. I, I'll afford anything, whatever, whatever price. Eh? <laughs> See, this um, dunamis is a vital power for the Christian life. Dunamis is nothing more than a manifestation of His glory. So for us to be able to go through the suffering that the world is experiences without complaining, well, we ju- just with our joy, uh, the, the, um, that is God's manifestation of His glory in us. He helps us. And when, he, when we go through those um, uh, sufferings, and we come out and we're still smiling and we can still encourage one another. It's not because we are, so, we are able to in our own power. It's because of Him in us. And because of that, we can then uh, encourage each other and say, you know what, because Christ lives in you and I, this resurrection power that Paul was speaking about, I can celebrate. I can walk through this life. I can go the extra mile. I can live unto His glory as he would have me do. And you see, this same power transforms us day by day into the image of Christ. You've heard that, that, uh, that uh, scripture, we are being transformed daily into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. Well, how is that happening? It's not by my good efforts, trying to be all holy and that. No, no, it's because of the power of, of, um, that resides in me. Jesus Christ in me, the Holy Spirit working in me. Um, as I am becoming more and more like him, so he is getting the glory. And I'm able to live this life for his glory. The Christian life rests uh, on the power of God and not on our power. Not on our, in our ability. And unfortunately, partly uh, the, the, the Christian church has um, perhaps taught us incorrectly that we've got to do, do, do. And as you do, 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 so then you will be, be, be. The truth is, yes, there's work that is, God has prepared. You know, remember, I've mentioned this before. Uh, God has gone ahead and prepared good works for us to walk into. He hasn't gone ahead and prepared those good works for us to walk into so that we can be saved or so that we can um, walk and, and, and be transformed. We, he's done that for us already. He, he's uh, paved the way for us. We just have to walk into it. And as we do that, He gets the glory. At the end of the day, He gets the glory. I'm sorry to say that it's not about you or I. 
as much as we want it to be about us, it's not about us. The gospel is powerful to Christians, to you and I, who are in the process of being saved from sin daily. Daily. See, this is what Paul's desire was when he was praying for the Ephesians. That God would enable the Ephesians to know Christ better. And I want to make that my prayer for us as a church, us as friends, my family, that we would know God better. That we would know Jesus Christ better. If the Ephesians, if us as Christians would know him better, then we um, would live better Christian lives. And I say better in inverted commas because it's not our effort. It's him in us who's helping us to, to do this. If the Ephesians knew Christ better, they would know him better if they knew his power for their daily lives. Daily lives. This power, this resurrection power that Paul was speaking about is not just based for a Sunday or a particular meeting. Just when we are gathered together. It's not just like that. Power, you know. God's going to still hear me. I need the resurrection power right now <laughs> so you can hear me. <laughs> oh, to God be the glory. See, this mighty power that raised Jesus out of the tomb is the same power that can enable us believers to live this Christian life that we've been called to live. So, the second reason... This verse, verse 10, was Paul's life ambition, is that he wanted to experience the power of the resurrection. Paul says, my purpose is to get to know him and the power of his resurrection. See, the, the, the truth is, if I, is that we, there are different powers. There are different powers um, that we're exposed to. There's political power. There is financial power. There is social power. There's intellectual power as well. There's a whole bunch of powers out there that we can all kind of work towards and want to attain and, and try to get to. That's life. That's, I mean, the world calls us to do that, to trust, draw, to draw us to that. But here, the kind of power that Paul wanted, the kind of power that Paul was referring to was not political it wasn't intellectual, it wasn't financial, nor was it social and all other powers. He wanted the supernatural power that raised Christ from the dead. For him to be, be able to sit in prison, under prison conditions, and still encourage the church and people out there, he needed the supernatural power, the resurrection power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Are you guys okay? Am I, am I, are we still together? Am I competing? Am I, I'm having to compete. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll conclude. 
Are we together to understand that the, this power, this power, we need it. This is the, what helps us to live our lives. <laughs> this is the same power that helps us to, call, to um, celebrate together with other people. This is the same power, the resurrection. And this is what Paul wanted. It's not just that he wrote, it was, it's mentioned in the Bible just because it's nice to be mentioned. There's reason for that. It's because we need it to live our Christian life. We need it. The power in my life that comes from Christ, this power is, is the power that gives us assurance that we know God. Do you have assurance this morning that you know God? The same power, it is the feeling in experience that you have been raised in Christ Jesus. It is power for witnessing. For witnessing, we need the power, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. How much pressure do we have as Christians? You've got to go out there and witness. You've got to go out there and spread the good news. How much pressure do we put upon ourselves? If you don't, you are a somewhat lazy Christian or you're a lower Christian. If you're not partaking in these uh, programs that are, uh, are there to help us, then the, you are less than perhaps... We put pressure on ourselves, but actually what we need is not pressure. What we need is to know Christ better. What we need is to allow Him and uh, allow Him to work through us, through this resurrection part, that we can go out there Then, when we see someone, hey, man, the Spirit of God just uh, overwhelms us and we just want to love on those people and tell them the good news of, about Jesus. We need the, resur- the resurrection power to be able to preach the Word of God. This resurrection power is the power for overcoming sin. Overcoming sin. Overcoming sin. It is being raised with Christ in experience such that we walk in newness of life. It is when the joy of the Lord is your strength. It is loose attachment to the things of this world. Loose attachment to your prestige. It is power in prayer. It is the knowledge of God's will in your life. It is when you somehow are able to have impact upon your community. It is the power that enables you to have the mind. Of Christ Jesus. You can't have the mind of Christ Jesus in your own effort. In your good effort, in your good, you cannot. You need the resurrection power, which is the Holy Spirit in us, Him working in us. And this is what Paul was talking about. Paul wants to be so close to Jesus that he experiences this power of the resurrection. And so this morning, I'm here to remind us, I'm here to remind myself that we have the power of the resurrection of Christ for our daily lives. Are you battling day to day? Can I remind you that you've got the 
power of the resurrection life, Jesus Christ in you through His Spirit living in you. All you need to do, all we need to do is call out to Him and say, Jesus, I'm battling, whatever the case might be, help me, help me. And guess what? We have access to that power. We do. Paul's life ambition was to know the power of the resurrection in his daily life. Notice I say daily life. Not just in moments, not just when we have a sacred meeting, not just when we get together. Daily life. Daily life. That power is available to you and I today. We have the power of God in salvation, but we also have the power of God in the Christian life as well. So we cannot just... Uh, God is strong enough to raise us up into salvation, to save us from our sins, and then we leave it there. No. If He's so strong and He's able to do that, He can continue maintaining us and helping us to live this life unto Him for His glory through the resurrection power of our good King. See, we are saved every day by Jesus' life in heaven. The resurrection life of Christ is real. That life will save us from worry. Are we worried? You need the resurrection power of Christ to help you. That resurrection power will save us from anger. Are you angry? The resurrection life will help you. You cannot help yourself. Because I tell you what, when you try to help yourself, when you drive out of here, you have moments that will cause you to be even more angry. You need the resurrection power to help you. The resurrection power will save us from anything that actually vexes our lives. Anything that actually withdraws, anything that holds us back, anything that actually stops us, any hindrance. The resurrection power will save us and help us from that. That power will save us from the gravitational tug of sin. It will save us from the seductive spell of sin. If four could live a life of victory in prison, we ought to live a life of victory in the kitchen and also in the office. The only way we can grow stronger or grow more intimate or cultivate this resurrection power is by spending time with our Lord Jesus Christ. And not spending time with Him out of religious uh, activities, although those things are okay because they're designed to help us. Because I suppose left to our own devices, we never get to do those things. Uh, lots of other things that are pulling our attention. And so we do need Bible plans and we do need tick boxes and we need all those things. Those things are there to help us. But they're not it. They are not it. So this morning, I remind us that it's not you. Actually, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about what He has done on the cross for you and I. The 
fact that you have breath in your lungs this morning means there's a, still a plan and a purpose for your life. It means that he has something that he wants to get glory from. So whatever's going on, the difficulties, the, the, the excitement, the good things, all those things are all get up for his glory. Maybe look at life like that. Like Paul, maybe get to the place where we want to get to know him more. Even when it's tough, even when it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense, you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you cannot. May you just remember that the resurrection life, Jesus Christ through His Spirit lives in us and He is the one who's carrying us. And in His grace, we will come out on the other side for His glory. Can I ask us to close our eyes? Father, thank you for your resurrection power. Thank you, Lord, that this life, you haven't just saved us and, and, and left us alone just to be. You walk with us, you, you lead us, you guide us, you help us, Lord, you encourage us, Lord. You, you put us together, Lord, that we can encourage each other and, and sharpen one another, Lord, and all these wonderful things, all for your glory, King Jesus. I'm so grateful. I bless your holy name. Thank you for my friends. Thank you, Lord, for this church community, Lord. Thank you for the churches out there that are praising your name this morning, Lord. May you receive your, your, the glory that's due to your name wholeheartedly. In Jesus' strong and mighty name, I pray. Amen.